All right, Yoshi, the time has finally come. Wow. I'm tired of you pooing all over the bloody carpet. I'm tired of you peeing on the tiles. Wow. I'm tired of you making a mess all over bloody Bryce's pillow. It's got to stop. Wow. So I'm going to teach you how to go to the toilet. It's time for some toilet training, so get your ass here, Yoshi. Yahoo. It's time to sit on this toilet. So it's pretty simple. It's pretty simple. I've been doing it for a few years now, and I actually Yahoo. prefer going to the toilet on the toilet rather than elsewhere. It's a, it's a bit more hygienic. So, Yoshi, it's time to sit up on that toilet, mate. So get up on there. <laughs> you might notice that it's a little bit cold on the bum. You, know, you do you do um. warm that up with your own body heat, so don't worry about that, mate. Um. Actually, I don't know. I've got no idea if you have body heat or not. Are you a reptile, technically? Are you warm-blooded or are you cold-blooded? <laughs> I've got no idea. I haven't really felt your pulse all that much. I don't know if you're more of a snake or more of a human. I don't know. I can't tell because you're wearing goddamn shoes. You confuse me. You've got not lizard-like eyes, but you've got shoes. So it just confuses me. Throws throws me right out. But regardless, anyway, that doesn't matter. It's time to actually uh, put, some, put some mess into that toilet, mate. So think about something nice, something relaxing. Maybe some of those daisy emblems you collect in Yoshi's Island. Maybe some of them. Think about them. Relax. Let it go. Hmm. Yes. Yes, Yoshi. That is absolutely what I'm after. You are a good boy. Who's a good boy? Yahoo. Well done. All right. Before you get off, you do need to clean yourself up, you know, especially with like, you know, your bottom is white. So it will show up quite a bit and you're not wearing pants. So you don't have the luxury of just covering it up with some with some pants. All right, mate. So uh, grab that toilet paper. Yep. Good job, buddy. All right, now just a, a simple wipe will do. Yep, that'll suffice. Well done. Well done. And, uh, that's it. Well done, Yoshi. Congratulations. Now you can join the rest of us. We're actually in Reggie's rec room um, having a few drinks, so come and join us. I know you're only uh, eight months old, but I think in dinosaur years or Yoshi years, I think that's uh, that's at least 16 years, so you're getting close to the legal drinking age, so that'll do. G'day everybody and welcome to the House of Mario, the South Australian Nintendo podcast that is backed by a 120 power star rating. I'm your host Drew Agnew and the doors to episode 189 are open. This week on the show we're talking about the crazy kids going in there getting Pokemon cards. But the sad thing is it's uh, the crazy adults, they're the ones causing most of the problems in there. Mm-hmm. And Bryce and I are also going to dive into some of our thoughts about what we hope and might see at E3 regarding Nintendo this year. And Bryce, it's good to have you in the in the studio again. It's been um, a couple of weeks since you've been weeks. in here. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, personal family stuff. Yeah. So I hope you're going well, but you've brought some beautiful drinks here, Bryce. Yes, I'm looking have, forward yeah. to getting into these. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this mm. is, um, you know, we haven't done a drink review in a little bit, but I've actually got no idea what to expect with what you've got here. So <laughs> I don't know either. So uh, ex- explain what 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 it is. Uh, Monsuta uh, uh, Okinawa Dry. Yeah. So a dry draft beer made in Okinawa. So and on the front, it's got like a sumo wrestler destroying buildings. Destroying Presumably Okinawa. Yeah. Yeah. So what is he? The Godzilla or? Well, I mean, top figure. <laughs> Godzilla, God, mm. sumo. So, and you, you actually noted before there was some braille on top of the can here. Yeah, got no idea what it says. No, no idea. Yeah. Actually, no idea. the funny thing, I, I always think of two things when uh, I think of braille. 
Uh, Pokemon ob- Emerald. <laughs> obviously, obviously, Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire, you get the Braille chart to um, help you unlock the Reggies by reading Braille. And also, one time my dad walked into the women's toilets by accident, couldn't see the sign because he didn't have his glasses on, but they had Braille on the door. I'm like, there's no excuses. You could have felt the Braille. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's see what this tastes like. All right. Not too bad. That's all right. I'm pretty thirsty though, so I think anything <laughs> in liquid would taste. I think that's well. just smooth. It's like a smooth Carlton Dry. For anyone that lives in Australia has had Carlton Dry before. Mm. Yeah. Think yeah. of a real smooth version of it, that. It doesn't have a bite at the end. It's like a smooth, smooth pull through. Yeah. I think. Oh, you need a good smooth pull through. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. When the dust settles, take a moment to honor the legacy of the Mon Sucha with smooth, crispy refreshment. Hmm, very cool. Yeah, because usually there's a bite at the end. Mm. There's no bite. It's like you get that taste, but at the end you don't get that that bite that sticks around in your mouth for a second. Yeah, it's nice. It's good. Yeah, anyway. I like it. So, you, you just picked it up at the drive-thru here? Is that where you got it? Oh, I, I just went to... I'm like... Because the original plan was to go, uh, if anybody's... Um, if anybody's you know, looked at beer lately, I guess. Four Pines did a, co- a collaboration with the Ben and Jerry's. Yeah. And they made a nitro beer that's based on uh, Ben and Jerry's <laughs> yeah. chocolate chip cookie dough. <laughs> I can't even imagine what that tastes like. like- I- I've got a can at home, but I wanted to get another one so I could, um, you know, bring it here and do it on the show. But unfortunately, uh, the drive through where I work at was closed for the night. So I'm like, well, damn. Missed that opportunity. No, oh, but it, it's fine. I'll get to it another day. We'll have to try that next week. Yeah, that's, yeah. sounds interesting because whenever there's like a dessert beer, it's always like that sounds gross, and you taste it. It's like mm, that is pretty, pretty ordinary. Yeah, 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 yeah. But apparently, that's not too bad. It would just take some getting used to. It's really, yeah. I'm mm. not, I'm not sure. That's lo- just what I've been told. I love the cookie dough. I love Ben and Jerry's ice cream cookie dough. All that stuff. We'll see what their beers <laughs> are like. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Oh, it's four pines. I'm sure it's not too bad, but yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Mm. 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 All right. So, Bryce, let's jump into our Guru Geek Out. And I've got an interesting Guru Geek Out this week. Um, I've got a packet of Pokemon cards. I've got a tin of, what's this one called again? Hidden, hidden Fates. Fates. Hidden Fates. So, yeah. we've got some Hidden Fates Pokemon cards here. And I'm going to test my luck, see if I can uh, open up some decent pulls here on the podcast, see if it's. Uh, See if it works for me. You so, get the nice ASMR of the wrapper. Yeah. This oh. one's not so nice. It's a bit more <coughs> harsh. A bit more crackly. Plastic. So this one comes with the Charizard GX. I thought it would be a little bit um, in topic with uh, the sort of all the Pokemon card stuff going on at the moment. Yeah, for sure. How yeah. uh, how Target has uh, banned them from in, um, in person. Yeah. yeah Purchases have, in America. Yeah. yeah. Don't know. They got rid of all the targets around us. So I've got no idea. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's a beautiful little Charizard that promo card. card. Yeah, so you, got, you might want to sleeve that. I will sleeve that. Oh my god, that's right. I'm, I'll leave it in there actually. Um, so if yeah, yeah, really nice card for, for the visual people. But see, I opened one of these on uh, our uh, card stream, and look, look at it in the camera. Like if you go like that, look at how oily that looks, Drew. That looks yeah. like it, like extraordinary oily in comparison to what you're looking at. So. Yeah, a little bit of a tidbit there for the visual people. But, uh, yeah. Otherwise, pretty good. We've got four packs, Bryce, so let's go. 
four packs. So while I'm doing this, do you have any Guru Geek Outs for this week while I'm getting these open and all that? Um, so I, I suppose my Guru Geek Out is um, I've been working on towards growing my community on Final Fantasy. Yeah. Which, yes. which has turned out really well and it's been a good sort of... Um, to, to sort of put things into perspective lately, uh, what what's happened with me being missing from the show is my grandmother's had a fall recently and it's it's taken away her independence, the doctors have told her today. Mm. So um, unfortunately, that that's really sad and she is the last grandparent I have. So it is sort of a very nasty event, I guess. Um, and... I guess I just needed some community that just would like to chat on and off randomly about something that's completely separate from the pro- uh, from the from the stuff I got going on in life, um, because you know it, it, sometimes it is sometimes it's like just talking about a game or something is good. Absolutely, yeah. You know, <laughs> so um, I started growing the community again after having like a, just a friendship group as part of it for the last year. And uh, over the last week, I've met a, a whole bunch of cool faces uh, who are all looking to do the same thing in game, which is like grow and help teach people how to play or, you know, um, do stuff together. And yeah, it's really positive and a, sort of a good outlook. So it's definitely helped me with my mentality there for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm really happy to hear that because that, yeah, what's happened this week, you know, just. Oh, fuck's sake. Yeah. yeah, bit, yeah. Of a, bit of a head. Just life, man. Mm. That's how it is, unfortunately. Can't get away from it. Mm. Mm. Um, I, I, I had a similar thing just with um, video games this week. Just, you know, feeling a bit like, oh, just bit, bit, uh, bit just mentally drained. Like, drained, yeah. And yeah. I actually, I come home and I said, you know what? I um, haven't got all the way through um, 3D World, uh, Mario 3D World yet. So I'm, I'm going to go through that. And I've just been like 100%ing each level I've been going through and just finding it really relaxing. And That's good. Find the last couple of nights, stayed up to like 1 o'clock in the morning, just playing that. Really really enjoying it. Cool. Because when it came out, I was sort of like, yeah, I wasn't super in the mood for it, but... Um, that's that's the thing I'm trying to uh, take on more these days. It's like you know you don't have to play what you don't want to play straight no, away. Yeah, that's right. Especially when especially in that case where it's it's like a port or whatever. Absolutely. All right, bro. So let's uh, let's see if we can test our luck here. Well, test test my luck. You've test you you what did you what did you get the other day? Out of this, yeah, not a hell of a lot. I got one baby shiny because this is my first pack I'm opening up. So we're going through it now. We've got a coughing Voltorb. Got a reverse hollow Chansey and a hollow Brock's, Brock's training. training. Yep, not I got very, one of them. Not very exciting at all. <laughs> Bross. I'd love to see like a full GX shiny from this. This would be nice. It would be a nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> I would I would absolutely love that for you. Thank you, friend. Mm. Jinx, Missy's Determination, Brock's Pewter City Gym, Voltorb, Pikachu. It's a nice Pikachu. It is a nice Pikachu. Coughing, Paris, Reverse Hollow Jolteon, and a Hollow Vaporeon. Mm, Hollow Vaporeon. Mm. Plenty of Eevees in this set. I'm looking. I'm hoping they bring that uh, the new Eevee set that they revealed for Japan into English. That'd be nice. Yeah, that looks really nice, doesn't That's it? It's dope. Yeah. Got like the custom... Um, custom, yeah. Like the V cards and stuff like that of all the different Eeveelutions. Yeah. Like no. a VMAX, a, a VMAX uh, Espeon that looks just absolutely cool. Cool. Oh! Oh, hello, Guzzlord. We got a yeah, Guzzlord GX. That looks really nice. And they've got a Mew behind a there, Mew. standard Mew. Wow, wow, that's pretty cool. Ah, that's a gorgeous card. That See, is a that's nice what card. I, eat sloppily is its 
as its uh, first attack. Oh, it's a shiny one too. Just <laughs> yeah, of course it's shiny. Yeah, it has to be shiny. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's beautiful. That's what I wanted from mine the other day, but didn't get like something like that. But oh well, it's fine. That's you wanted like an Umbreon or an Umbreon would have been so good. Yeah. That's a gorgeous card though. Well done. That's a good shiny. Fantastic. You've got one 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 to go. One to go. One 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 to all go. Right, so I'll read out all these cards. So we got water energy, uh, Giovanni's Exile, Koga's Trap, Lieutenant Surge's Strategy, Cubone, Voltorb, Geodude, Eevee, Clefairy. Oh! oh my god, dude. Holy shit. How lucky are you? Is that a gold card? That is a gold card. A Tapu, Tapu Blue, Blue GX. GX gold card. Fantastic, man. And a standard Clefable What is it with you and there? gold cards? Jesus Christ. How rare is that? What is it with you and gold cards? How rare is that? Um, is that a rare one? Or yeah, that, it's pretty fucking rare. Is that on like the same thing it, as my turn of this or what? Yeah, well, in this set, there's four of these and it's all for the tapus and then that's it. Shit. Yeah. So that's that's pretty good, man. That's... <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was not a bad little... Because I went there just to get an elite trainer box. A few episodes ago, we did a break where uh, four of us actually had a bit of a competition. Who can have the best opening for their Shining Fates Elite Trainer Box. And we're actually going to do another one. So stay tuned for that. And I just picked up mine the other day. And uh, yeah, I just saw that they had these as well. So that was, a, that was a nice little pickup. I got three really good cards from that. Yeah. Three really good cards. Including, That's dope, man. Including that promo card there. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. I bet you that promo card's worth more than both of those. <laughs> I mean, it's a Charizard one. I, I said... Because there was an option between, I think it was a Raichu and uh, I forgot the other Pokemon that uh, was part of the set. But I said, I want, can I please have the Charizard one? I think that was, <laughs> if, if any of the cards are going to go up in value, uh, that they're going to be the ones. So you're looking at the price there. Yeah, I am. Yep. Uh, now you keep talking for a minute. I'm looking. Having a good look, you know. Yeah, no, you got to do your research because, yeah, the other day I just saw like the, the first price. I'm like, oh, 300 bucks for like my Pidgeotto. But it's like, no, Drew, that's no, a, no, it's yeah. a completely different card you're looking up there from a... Yeah, that's different. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you're dreaming, Drew, you're dreaming. It's like, a boy can dream, a boy can dream. Wow, that's... um. Look at this car. Look at this eye. Oh, it's beautiful. I know this isn't great for like the audio listeners, but I'm just, I wasn't expecting to get anything. Just, I was going to just drop it and be like, all right, well, got nothing from that and continue on, but a little bit flabbergasted. I'm keen to see how much it's going to be worth. I saw, was it 150 or something I saw when you were going down on there? Um, For a gem mint 10, it's 124.99. Yeah. So it's, Ooh, it's definitely not 10 or nine. <laughs> Look at look at the back here. Yeah. So, so you look at the condition of the card. You can see really easily on the back from the borders. Uh, this is how even they are. One side is really thick. The other side is very thin. I could still pass it off as a nine though. You reckon? Yeah, definitely. It's just like its cutting was like, even if you compare it to this Guzzlord one, it's just... Uh, you have to remember it's an average score. So if everything else is about the cut, everything else about the card's pretty good. Even if it's off center, it could still it could still hack a nine quite easily. But yeah, no, that's that's fucking amazing. Well done. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Well done. Yeah, you're definitely gonna have to sleeve that shit up. Jesus. I'll put them over here. You're so way too lucky. I don't know about that. Unless I've got a Charizard sitting in my elite trainer box. I don't know. Well, don't know just yet. If you if you don't have a Charizard sitting in your elite trainer box, I hope it's in mine. So 
Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. If it's not in mine, I hope it's in one of you other guys. I'd love... I just want to see someone open it yeah. while I'm there and just react to it. That's uh, all I want. I want Whether to it's me, you, or... Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty determined to pick one up next week if they've got any left. If not, I'm gonna have to order one online. We're gonna have to delay the stream a little bit longer, probably. Yeah, that's no, not stupid. Uh, that's all good. So uh, I think everybody's pretty happy to just wait and do it again because it was a fun night. It was a really fun night, and uh, I think that's what was important about the whole thing. You know, yeah, so we had fun. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. I think like I was not expecting to be going back into it, especially so soon. But just with Brendan at the very end, be like, oh, I've bought one, boys. Like, he literally bought one as we were talking. Yeah, like, he bought one on the spot. I'm like, yeah. don't do that to us because we're all suckers. We're going to follow you like a pack yeah. of dogs. Yeah, <laughs> we all want that. Yeah, we want it so bad. But, hey, yeah, do you know, that's cool. Uh, we'll get into it and we'll do it again another day. Mm. I feel really... What makes me feel really, really bad as well, like, you know, um, you are going to be putting on afterpay. Mm. It's just, it's like you haven't even, it's like I uh, haven't even paid it off yet. Oh, let's do another one. <laughs> That's when it really comes across like a really dangerous addiction. Well, yeah, when it's just so like oh, you know, you're literally putting it on on afterpay, trying to pay it off and. Well, that's why I didn't join in in the in the first one because I'd just gotten cards and I'm like, yeah, not. Mm. Not right now because yeah, whatever. But it's been a little bit now. It's been, you know, Couple of weeks, yeah, and I could sort of, I could sort of, I'll be like, all right, I can, I've got an afterpay coming up, um, because I always have afterpay on a week week cycle, so I'm always, I've always got something new coming in because it's good shop therapy, but yes, yes, not not blowing heaps of money at once, you know, um, so I've got an afterpay coming up next week. Once that's cleared off, then I'll get an ETB, and then I'll join in on the. On the little hype train, hopefully one of us gets a Charizard. That'd be nice. Yeah. If I get another Charizard, I'll squeal my head off. Mm. Um, I'll be the Charizard master out of the group because I've already you got will. one. You've, yeah, you've already got one. I've already got one. I reckon because of that, you should spread the wealth a little bit. You should let us get some. No. <laughs> <laughs> I want all the Charizards. Not that you have any uh, sort of uh, control over that matter. No, but. absolutely not. No. And if I pull one on stream, I'm definitely not sending it to one of you guys. I'm keeping that shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. That's a good call. Good call. Yeah. yeah. You said about retail therapy, and I've, I've been finding that every time I go into the city, I'm always going to EB Games and Big W and spending like too much. Especially like I go into Big W and I'm like, all right, hopefully they got elite trainer boxes for this break we're going to be doing. Like, yeah. Buy another one. There's a hundred bucks. Oh, I see they've got a tin of, uh, what's it called? Hidden hidden Fates. Ooh, I'm like, oh, a hundred bucks. <laughs> no, 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 that, 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 that yeah, was 35. That, yeah, that was 35 or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I could do that. And I'm also in there and I see that they've got Metopia for 60 or $59. I'm like, all right, I'll give it a go physically, and you know, if I if I don't like it, I'll trade it back in or return it, whatever. So you went and bought me Topia. So yes, I bought me Topia. I haven't played it yet. Only I bought it yesterday, so I haven't put it in. Last night I was playing a Mario 3D World. I think I'm on there for like probably the next half a week or so. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to go through and gradually uh, 100% that. But mainly just like me Topia, I want something just pretty straightforward and something I can just like level up and do that type of thing. And me Topia is that. Yeah. Um, I've been thinking about it. Like, I don't have any Mii's on my Switch. Not one. Like, even in Mario Kart 8, they're like, select a Mii. I'm like, okay, I'll just select the the dark 
um, skinned guy because you know, I guess that's most similar to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but apart from that, I've got no me, so I'm going to have to import them all from my 3DS. Um, just make new ones. Everybody's making really creative new me's. Yeah, like just like the creation tool in Metopia. It looks awesome. Um, kind of the thing that made me most interested in playing it, uh, one was talking to Delfina Delfino on the show a couple of weeks ago yeah. and just her passion and excitement for it and how she's explaining. I'm like, okay, this game actually, maybe I shouldn't ignore it so much. I never played it on 3DS. It was sort of a late 3DS game when the Switch was already out. So it sort of slipped there and it is pretty expensive for what it is as well. And mm-hmm. if if I wasn't like recording a Nintendo podcast each week, I don't know if I would have gone for it necessarily, but it's definitely one of those um, games I think we can at least put a shine on or put a shine off depending on what we think of it. But yeah. Yeah. Keen to play it. I, and um, yeah, just seeing everyone's creations. I saw someone created like Kratos and Cat from Gravity Rush and all these PlayStation characters and like Mega Man and all that. I'm like, I want all of them in the same game. I just want to <laughs> see it in an RPG and have like Reggie in there and you and me and yeah. God knows what else. Like it'd be, it'd be a lot of fun because I, I got a huge kick out of Tommy Dachi life on, um, on 3DS as well. Just for the same reason, you put like you and me in the same room, and they talk their gibberish and all that. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I probably will get a really good kick out of this game, but I haven't played it yet. I'll play it over the next week. And um, the other bit of retail therapy I've done as well. I've done a lot of retail therapy. You think I'm going through like buddy a hard time, but I just feel like buying stuff. <laughs> it's that's that's the thing. That's, just, how, that's how it gets you. Yeah, that's it. Because I was um I was picking up um cupboards from um Bunnings. Right. I'm like, oh, well, I was going to EB Games and spend some, <laughs> spend some money. Spend some fucking money, mate. Um, so, yeah, I actually picked up the, a new 8-bit Doe controller. So, this is the 8-bit Doe Pro 2 controller. It's a very nice controller. And I had the um, original 8-bit Doe Pro SN30, I think they uh, called it. But they sort of dumped down the name now. And um, they've added some brand new things to it. So, it's got uh, some back buttons on the back. So, you can map them to any button on the Switch. And uh, the main reason I really like these controllers too, it's got like an excellent D-pad. If, yes, if, they if do. Yeah, if yeah. you've ever tried to play a 2D game on the Pro Controller or, of course, the Joy-Con just with four buttons, the D-pad is not up to scratch. It's uh, really, really not, not good. Not good. So with the Switch having so many awesome 2D games to play, I really need a good D-pad. So I've got two of these and I've got two Pro Controllers and now when people come over for Mario Kart, Smash Brothers and... Um, some multiplayer games. I've got four controllers to That's play. Right. You've got everything you need. Yeah. I'm keen to see uh, how this controller works as well because you can you can hook it up to your Switch, um, Mac, whatever you're going to use it with, and you can also uh, connect it to a, uh, a mobile app and um, map all your buttons and have like your trigger sensitivity, your stick sensitivity. Um, you can control how much your triggers actually push in as well. Um that functionality is a bit restricted on Switch because it doesn't support um, analog triggers, as we all know. Mm, it's just yeah. like it works as a button, the triggers, which is really frustrating. <laughs> it makes games like Trials and uh, you know Need for Speed and stuff just kind of unplayable on um, Switch, unfortunately, because yeah. yeah. you can't... Or at least harder. Yeah, because like with Trials, it's very much just like Trials, like the, the 2D uh, mo- uh, motorbike game, when you're like trying to do like very slight moments, uh, movements, sorry, and it's either on or off <laughs> on Switch. It's just like, it's yeah. not good. No, it's not fun mm. at all. Yeah, but yeah, really looking forward to using this controller. I've been playing in handheld mode just on the couch the last few days, so I haven't actually 
<laughs> needed the controller, even though I went and bought one. Um, but yeah, looking forward to doing that. I've actually... Oh, my pre-orders at EB Games are a bit ridiculous this year. I've never had so many pre-orders. Just with, <laughs> what just did with, you get on pre-order? Oh, just with like Pokemon cards, obviously. I've like You know how they've all been delayed multiple times? Yeah. They've all like staggered out. So every time I go in there, I'm like, do I have anything? Because I don't know when stuff's coming out. I've got the Zelda Joy-Cons um, pre-ordered. Yeah. Uh, I've got a couple of Amiibo pre-ordered. I, got the, I think I've got the Zelda uh, Skull Sword one. And I think I've got like a Monster Hunter one. And I did the Monster Hunter one by accident because I couldn't remember my card details. So I went to EB Games to see if I could just bring them up on there because I've got them saved there. <laughs> and just automatically just sent it through. I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'm getting that Amiibo. <laughs> <laughs> And it's ha- it's not the first time that's happened either. Do you see if there's a Funkel Pop down there, Bryce? The new one. Yeah. That's exactly how I got that one. <laughs> <laughs> just just trying to just trying to figure out what my um expiry date or something was. And I just, just oh, I guess I'm getting the meat uh, mu Funko Pop. Funko Pop. Yeah. I never bought a Funko Pop in my life, and I accidentally bought one. At least it's a Pokemon one. <laughs> <laughs> At least that wasn't like fucking like Rick and Morty or something. <laughs> yeah, something you have zero interest in. Hey, yeah, I've got nothing wrong, nothing wrong with Rick and Morty, but I, I can't say I'd be buying there like figures and stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, yeah. You got a Mew. I guess that's something. Yeah, nice. Keep it in the box next to Hatsumiko and all the Amiibo and stuff. Yeah, why yeah. not? Yeah, why It'll not? work. You just like I'm sorting out your Pokemon cards yeah. while you're talking. <laughs> Does it just like trigger your OCD that much for you? Like no, no, no. By all means, it's just like it's something I can do with my hands like very quickly, so it's not too much of a problem. Mm. Yeah, you can even inspect them if you want. You'd be like, "Did he sort my cards out right?" <laughs> I'll get you the sort those boxes over there. Uh, I'm not that. You're not going that far. Sorry, <laughs> I've got like tens of the buddy things. I want to get all my snom on and benches out and uh, see how many. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have a fair few at this point too, I reckon. Mm. I'd have to go back and have a look. Look so, at that. Look at that. I think that. I think that's uh, pretty clean. What do we got here? We got... Um, put that to the front there. Didn't get anything in those, I don't think. Got like all the grasses in the sequen- sequen- uh, sequential order, all the fires in sequential order... All the waters in sequential order, all the electrics in sequential order, all the grounds in sequential order, normals in sequential order, psychics in sequential order, fairies in sequential order, uh, trainers sorted by um, gym leader, and then energy. <laughs> wow. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah. See, look, all, all that while you were talking, mate, I succeeded. I've got to throw them across the room now just to... Yeah, that's exactly what you're going to do. I know it. <laughs> just make you wither. I look at those tins over there. It makes me cry. <laughs> when you look at how much like organization I've done in the mine where I've like gotten this like post box thing and then like a bunch of other cardboard boxes and I've got like trainer cards written on it and then like Pokemon cards written on it, energy cards. And I'm like fucking sitting in there and I organize it as much as I possibly can. And then I come to your house and look at all the fucking wrappers everywhere and just the cards like thrown into tins. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, man. Yeah, well, like I, I spent money on that cardboard. I'm keeping it. Organized. Yeah, well, well I, I open them up. Like, ah, not a Charizard. See <laughs> you later. To the wind. In the bin. Or so, ah, it's not sparkly. Not not going in the folder and back in the tin. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. Hmm. All right. All right. News. All right. Let's jump into the news. Then we'll get into uh, the E3 sort of discussion. We're, it's just like a, it's a really balls to the wall episode this week. I think we're just sort of uh, 
getting back to things, yeah. you know, just yeah, getting a bit of a joy into Bryce's week, you know. <laughs> We're just we're just hitting those buttons, doing those things. Hitting those buttons. Is that all? Crippling card addictions. Poor Ike. Crippling card addiction. Yeah, poor poor boy. Poor man. So really quick this week, not too much to go through, but um just a reminder for Pokemon Go players that community day is on June sixth. And this is one you don't want to miss, guys. It's featuring Gibble, the uh, Generation uh, 4 pseudo-legendary. Um, Gibble. Yes. Is it on a Saturday? When is the 6th? When is the 6th? It's on a Saturday. It's fucking out of my reach. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's always on a Saturday. It's June 6th. I'm going to have to look it up. This article doesn't actually I'll have a look. I'll have a look. <laughs> So June 6th, everybody. June 6th. Mm-hmm. You want to know when June 6th is and when you're going to be chasing Gibble, right? Yeah. So okay. from 11 a.m. to uh, 5 p.m. local time. It, it's not. It's a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday? June 6th. Are you sure it's June 6th? Yeah. Yeah, it's it a is? Tuesday. It's a Tuesday? It's a Tuesday. Why was it a Tuesday? I don't know. It's on a Tuesday. A Tuesday? Tuesday. Are you saying you serious? Are you saying it's on a Tuesday? Yes, it is. Huh. I can actually attend that one. Wow. Huh. That's weird. At least to a degree. Anyway, so uh, according to Niantic, it's taking place on June 6th. From those times, uh, uh, Gibble will be p- uh, appearing more f- frequently in the wild. You'll be able to get the ex- exclusive move Earth Power for evolving Gabite to, into a Garchomp. And, uh, yeah, cool stuff. Um, shinies. Yes, shinies are very fun. I've actually got a shiny gibble, which is uh, nice, but I'll be able to get many more and put them in the Pokemon home and never see them again. Yeah, it's very <laughs> <laughs> Trade fodder. So we'll remind people on the close to the event. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we've got some more information for uh, uh, Age of Calamity DLC coming for that. So just a bit of a write-up from Nintendo Life. The article reads, One of last year's highlights on the Nintendo Switch was Horror Warriors Age of Calamity, a Musou spin-off set 100 years before the main entry, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. In case you've forgotten, this June we'll see the release of the first wave of expansion content for Age of Calamity. In an effort to drum up some excitement for next month's arrival, the game's Japanese Twitter account has shared a first look at the game's special purchase bonus. Um... You can see in the Twitter post, it's a link is equipped with the ancient armor and ancient sword. So we've got information for the for the pre-order content coming. So personally, for me, I'm uh, not really that interested in more content for Age of Calamity. But um, for those of you, yeah, you know what your your pre-order bonus is, and it's more than a wooden spoon this time. Well done. <laughs> By the sounds of it, they're only releasing like one or two characters per drop too. So it's kind of like, hmm. all right, I can move on. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, we'll see what the actual like main content lies as well. Like usually the second uh, drop is the bigger sort of content um, that most people get excited about. So we'll see what uh, the first content drop is next month and go from there. Um. We've got a brand new sort of uh, announcement coming to Nintendo Switch. So Nino Kuni 2 Reverent Kingdom 
um, Prince's edition is coming to Nintendo Switch in September. So that's a big one. Nuno Cooney uh, was a, uh, a really big hit on PlayStation 3 back in the day and um, came out onto Nintendo Switch, which I haven't played yet, but I picked it up for like 13 bucks on a sale like last year or something. Yeah. So it's one of those uh, JRPGs I really want to get to. So um, if I like it enough, I might jump into the second game as well. Yeah. That's good. And like literally, Ross, this is the last news story. There is nothing going on this week, but this is just something uh, involving Pokemon cards as we brought up at the start. But we um, sort of talked about how Target uh, are closing down in-person purchases of Pokemon cards. You can still buy them online, but just the way people are acting in store, fighting in... Disgusting. Yeah, just fighting in the car park, uh, just destroying the store, making it uncomfortable for the employees and other customers. It's just like, it's totally not on. And um, It was brought up on a, a Twitter account called Pokemon News um, that there's a video of people just like waiting for the store to open, rushing in with trolleys, going to the aisle and just like pushing each other aside, getting as many as they possibly can as quick as they can into their trolley and going out. And uh, according to like people that actually are familiar with uh, that location, uh, these aren't actually like Pokemon fans. They're not like, oh yes, I got to get that Charizard because I'm such a big fan. It's just people wanting to resell them, which yeah. uh, is one because that is turning into a profitable market. Mm. And I'll be honest, like starting to question whether I should I should even be participating in uh, looking at resellers anymore, even though it's like oh, the yeah. only way to get some some Pokemon cards or whatever. I'm starting to think of not participating in that anymore because it's causing problems, problems that shouldn't exist. Like, I don't care so much if it's something that it's dead content and won't it isn't currently on store shelves, right? That's not too bad. But, like, stuff like Champion's Path, like my Champion's Path EGP came from a reseller. I oh, did it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got it for one ten, so I got it for market price anyway. But yeah, right. I just yeah. I I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's worth looking at these guys and doing it. But the problem is, is content creators are doing that, and they are buying from resellers. Like if they can't get something on day one, they're like, oh well, I need it for YouTube content, so I have to buy it. I'm like, don't, guys, don't. Don't give them that fucking satisfaction. If you want to see it back on store shelves for store price, you need to stop. Yeah. Like, I, I know on from my, my point of view, I definitely will not pay more than I have to for a box of Pokemon cards. There's no way in hell. They're expensive enough as they are just from the Pokemon company, yeah. let alone someone else putting 20, 50 bucks on top of that. So there's no way I'm going to do it. Um, so I do encourage people if if you are buying from a reseller, this is this is how they get them. They make it just like a shit place for anyone else to shop. Yeah, and, all and, that. and the people that have them aren't fans of Pokemon cards. Yeah, especially like you know I don't know where this is. I assume it's in the US somewhere, but just imagine like you know the US is starting to you know go back to normal. People are starting to eat out more, go to shops more. Um, you can you know, see your family and stuff, but like going back to it and having a situation where there's po people just trying to get Pokemon cards and all that, it's just, just ridiculous. All they are is a bit of fun. There's nothing more than that. Mm. But um, yeah, it's just... Uh, Depressing. It is a bit, yeah. Yeah. And disgusting, all in the same breath. 
<laughs> just that one breath. <laughs> so disgusting. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that, that's all the news this week, Bryce. We sort of had an episode late last week, so <laughs> yeah. time of recording. There was nothing else. We probably missed something huge. Who knows? <laughs> well, we did. We did kind of in this in this news segment, but it, it's not really a, a totally breaking news story as of yet. Yeah. But um, I guess I'll just put the warning here because it kind of makes the most sense to be here anyway. But as of a few hours ago, and like by the time this episode comes up, it'll probably be quite a while ahead into the day. But um, there was a major leak at a company, um, like a, a big publisher, that uh, according to somebody on Twitter is uncharacteristic of leaking. So, um, a lot of people at this point seem to be pointing fingers towards uh, Square Enix or Bandai. And, like, the leak is very substantial. It's, like, trailers and stuff like that as well. Um, apparently, things haven't actually broken yet, but it has been made very clear that the content is out there and it will be leaked. It's inevitable. So, if you are uh, interested in anything that's going out by Square Enix or Bandai Namco at this point, try to watch where you where you are in your communities with those two companies' games or what have you because chances are... You know, you you could get spoiled from them, and if you don't want to be spoiled, well, best best leave it because it is E three news. It is it is stuff that they will potentially be showing off at E three and beyond. Mm. So, where do you come down on like announcement spoilers? Because like <clears throat> obviously it's not like a movie or something where there's like it's not like Avengers Endgame. It's like that, you know if you get that spoiled, that's going to you know, ruin the MCU for you. Yeah, it's going to ruin that movie experience for you if that is uh, how you take in your movies. But when it is like, say, the Nintendo press conference, two weeks, well, not press conference, Nintendo Direct, in a couple of weeks, we're going to get these announcements. But if you like knew them now, would that uh, ruin it for you? Or do you want to go in like excited and be surprised in that moment? The thing is, is I'm never uh, like, I'm, I'm going to be excited anyway. There's no, there's no here or there about it. I'm always going to be excited regardless of how I hear about the news. Yeah. Um. Sometimes I can't. I, I'm like I'm too impatient. I'm just like, all right. I just need to know, right? And like mm. that's where I'm sort of at with Nintendo at the current point in time because like E3 is just around the corner. The the only things that they've sort of been putting out. I think the only thing that I'm half interested in has been Mario Golf. Um. We had Pokemon Snap recently, which was fine, but that's out now, and uh, I've I've had my time and juice with that. So it's sort of at a point where I'm like, well, I want news. I want news that I'm interested in. I don't want, I don't, I'm not interested in Metopia. So I don't really want to hear about it. Um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and it is at the point where it's just like, well, if I saw a lake, I I wouldn't be mad because it'll at least give me something to look forward to. Um, I'm, I'm happy to hold on though. Like I'm not going to, I'm not going to be like fretting myself over finding out these leaks before they're announced. Because like, I think back to times like the, uh, Nintendo press conference that wasn't exactly a direct, but might as well have been a direct because it was entirely about the Switch, mm. and uh, it had Zelda's release date and stuff. Like I was pumped. I was I was pumped to see that, and yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, but like I wouldn't be mad if I saw them right now. If I was like plenty full of content, but they still had like a huge announcement, then I'd probably be a bit more mad because it'd just be sort of the cherry on top of the cake where I'm like, woo, roller coaster, but. Yeah, right now I'm hungry for Nintendo content. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking this the other day, like, it's been, I kind of lost sight of this a little bit over the last year because it's just been like, you know, we're, we're sort of dealing with what we're dealing with, you know, just if Nintendo says, 
like here's a game that you look forward to. That's just cherry on top. That is that is some fun to be had. <laughs> but there's too much other shit going on. And if they had nothing to release that year, that's fair enough because you know the world's gone to yeah how it went. But since Animal Crossing, we have not really gotten one product from Nintendo where I'm like, yes, I cannot wait for it. It's been like a long time with like Age of Calamity. It's kind of like you know it's not really like my type of thing of like the Muso gameplay. I was excited for uh, the fact that it was a Zelda game and that there was a bit of story content in there for that version of Hyrule. But apart from that, I wasn't that that amped for it. And since then, it's also been like a lot of announcements for ports, <coughs> whether it is Metopia or Skyward Sword HD or uh, Mario 3D World. It's just like I've played these games to some extent before. Yeah. So there hasn't really been that excitement. Like it's been a long time since it's been like, oh, when when is Smash Brothers coming out? Then not, there's the Smash Brothers announcement and we're waiting for that or Pokemon Sword and Shield or these big tentpole games. It's been a long time since they've sort of come and it leaves me sort of thinking this year of E3, what are we going to see? I don't want to make this a predictions episode, but I am just genuinely curious mm. of what is going to happen. Like, Because it's obvious that Nintendo is in a period where they are sort of recuperating themselves. They're getting content to pump out again. And whether that is for a brand new Switch model or it is just because you know they need time to develop these games and they all sort of came out pretty close to one another. I'm really looking forward to what's coming out. We're at we're at sort of a point as well where, for the most part, it's like, oh, we can't just say, oh, yeah, well, surely there's a Mario Kart game or surely there's a Smash Brothers game or surely there's a 3D Mario game. We've sort of already got these games before. We've yeah, sort- yeah. So we're at the point in the Switch's life where we, we are thinking, like, are what's- we going to get new IP? Are we going to... And a new console for that matter, which yeah. we should find that out in two weeks. If it's if it's not said within two, like if it's not said in two weeks time that we're getting a new console, like an upgraded version or whatever, I'm pretty certain we're not getting one. Mm. I feel like now is the time to do it, especially since like when you're talking about titles that we have on the radar that are big, that are make us that are going to make us go. We want news. We want news. Like I think of like Pokemon, Pokemon Legends Arceus and Breath of the Wild two are the two big titles that everybody wants to know more about. Uh, funnily enough, they're relatively in the same genre, big open world spaces and, mm. you know, pushing the Switch's limits. Yeah. Um, Arceus, uh, I'm kind of like... We'll see, that, we'll see that in like a Pokemon Presents, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean though. Is like, But it's still a Switch exclusive, right? Yeah, yeah, so that's like on the horizon of like, all right, this is something from like a major Nintendo IP we really want to see. Um. Arceus, I think, still has a lot of work to get into it before anything else is shown because, of course, you've got people that are just like, oh, the frame rate and uh, this and uh, that. And I'm like, it's a big undertaking, right? Arceus, like the Pokemon company have n- never allowed something to have that big of a budget for Game Freak to do whatever the hell they want with it. So it's going to take time to polish it up. I hope they've got a budget for it because they'll need it for an open world game. Well, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> we just assume they got a budget. That's right. So it is It is sort of like we have to keep our hopefuls on that one for now. But I'm not expecting to see anything like huge unless, you know, there's a massive development or something like that in the near future, which there won't be. Um and then uh, Breath of the Wild 2 is obviously the next big thing that's coming up. Uh, when's Skyward Sword? Uh, towards the end of July. Towards the end of July. See, yeah. like, And that makes things even more complicated, right? Because E3 is in like two weeks. Oh, well, 
Two weeks after this week, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two right. weeks after this week, right? And we, then- we, sorry, we don't know when Nintendo's actually having their direct, but- We don't, but- It's between like June 11th and June 14th in that window. That's right, yeah. And uh, the problem with that is, is like, that makes people wonder, are we going to hear anything about Breath of the Wild 2 if they've already got a Zelda release in July? Mm. Because that's going to overshadow it completely. Um, that being said, like if you if you want if you want to play Skyward Sword, you shouldn't pick and choose. Like, oh, I, I either get Skyward Sword or Breath of the Wild too. Like, get both if you can afford it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right? Because- isn't, that, isn't that wild that when they release Breath of the Wild two, mm. like it's the same price as Skyward Sword? Yeah. <laughs> it's uh. just it's just irritating, I think, and a lot of people are sort of stepping back on the whole. Uh, the special edition was like an extra 20 bucks and on the Wii and you get a fucking Wii Motion Plus Wii Remote, um, which was a requirement for that game. So it was it kind of makes sense to package it with it. So I can see why they didn't package Joy-Cons with this. Um, yeah, because you already have them. Because you already have them and they don't require anything extra. But it, it, is, it is just a little bit irritating, I guess, with the people that are kind of like... Give me this package because you did it in the past. I'm like, yeah, when it was a requirement. Like, they, some people would literally not buy that game because they literally can't support their console. And that could be a huge amount of people because the Wii install base was not based on Wii Motion Plus. It was based on mostly, you know, original Wiimotes. So, you know. Yeah, people that actually had the Motion <laughs> Plus attachment would have been just minuscule. Yeah, they absolutely. Would, they wouldn't even... Most people wouldn't even know about it. No, that's exactly right. It's only so, me who uh, had the big long Wiimotes trying to bowl in Wii Sports Resort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, that extra inch and a half. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it's worth it though. It gets you that bit close to the TV screen. <laughs> makes you feel like you're there. Yeah, that's right. Mm. <laughs> that's yeah. all it does. It doesn't actually do anything. It just makes it a bit longer so you can reach. <laughs> uh-huh. You can scratch your back with it a bit better. Oh, oh yes, yes. Perfect. Just like rubber, just like yeah, dragging over your back heads. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> just ripping them out. Oh, God, that feels good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so like it was sort of a requirement. And with this, people are sort of like, oh, well, you're not giving me the same deal. Then I refuse to buy it. I'm like, hate to say it, guys. Like, But they have been putting out ports for a long time now it's, on the Switch. Oh, it's... This is no different. I'm getting a bit tired of it. I think it, it's- Ports? Get, yeah, like- Oh, shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, I quite like having the ports there because these games need to be on Switch. I don't, don't know about Skull Sword necessarily, but like, you know, Donkey Kong and Mario 3D World and even, I don't know, it's just weird stuff from the 3DS being Miitopia and whatever. That's fine. That, that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. All, it's all well and good. But when it's like, all right, when, when is the new stuff? I know like, you know, we've- some people just like, you know, lost their mind about Pokemon Snap and stuff. They've been waiting for it for 20 years. That's- that's all well and good, but mm. it isn't. It isn't the heavy hitter. It no, and it's fair enough that we haven't had a heavy hitter in a while. I'm not blaming Nintendo for that, but I'm just really itching for one now. Um, I am ready for Zelda or whatever they throw at us. But one thing I want to throw towards you, Bryce, is at E3, if Nintendo do have a direct and be like, all right, we're we're loading the cannon. Mm-hmm. We're going to have more information on Splatoon three. We're going to share information for Breath of the Wild two. We have a new, probably won't have a new Mario pr- project, but let's just put it there anyway. Just w- whatever games they have, the, the heavy hitting franchises that they've got, they're going to want to show them at the best possible um, sort of presentation they can. And they are more than likely being developed for the Switch Pro as well. There's probably, there's no doubt in my mind that they're also going to make use of whatever that thing does. Mm, yeah. But they can't really do that without not having 
the information of what the Switch, like, telling us what the Switch Pro is. And what, yeah, what differences it's going to bring to the table. Mm. Yeah. Which, you know, I feel I feel like to some centric point, if they're going to base this direct on that, it's going to have to really push the note and being like, this is what a kind of a performance change you're going to see in stuff like Breath of the Wild or, you know... Because, um, and on, like I've mentioned it on the show before, but like playing Breath of the Wild on PC, like you can play it flawlessly now. And it's like, you know, you can upscale it to 4K at 60 FPS to 120 FPS, depending on your graphics card. And like, it looks buttery smooth, plays like absolute, Ooh, oh, it's delicious. It's delicious. Just, mm. Oh, just warm melted butter. <laughs> oh, warm melted butter. But anyway, like, you know, that's the thing is that, at the end of the day, um, they need something to push that through. There's two projects in the works, and that is Arceus and Breath of the Wild 2. Those are the ones that are going to clearly display the difference in what a Switch Pro can do. You're not going to fucking showcase it with Pokemon Sword and Shield. It's not, you know, it's not going to make a difference to anybody there because they're already pissed off with how it performs on a normal Switch, even though other games perform much better. Um, and... It is, it is sort of a case of, like, I think we'll see... We might even see... It is Zelda's 35th. It is Metroid's... 35th. 35th. It is... <laughs> Same, what, yeah. what was something else? There was something else. It's Donkey Kong's 40th. Donkey Kong's 40th. Oh, big daddy Donkey Kong. That's a lot of anniversaries in one year. A lot of, like, major anniversaries in one year. And then, you know, you've had the rumours about a new 2D Donkey Kong and... Uh, stuff like that, sort of like throwing around, throwing around whatever, and all those things are going to be great. But um, yeah, putting putting any of them in the limelight and being like, oh, look how good the Switch Pro performs on a two D Donkey Kong game or yeah. a port of Zelda Wind Waker, or it's I not the same. I don't think that they'll they'll never come out and say, oh, look at the performance, look at how pristine this bit of technology is. That's just like not what Nintendo typically does. Yeah, but. <laughs> But who knows? who knows? DS, like, I mean, DSi was kind of about that. Like, the differences in what a DSi could do. And, um... Yeah, true. And the new 3DS, they did the same. Like, they put a next switch over and said, oh, look, it, look, it yeah, boots look, up. Xenoblade Chronicles. Oh, my God. You can play that on this, but you can't play it on this old one. Mm, Super Nintendo games. God forbid that can't run on the 3DS. <laughs> they can't run on a normal 3DS. <laughs> and then we're like, mm. But... <laughs> if, that, if that was true, by the way, which it certainly is not... Their emulator must be busted as fuck. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it, can, it cannot run a Super Nintendo game. Nah, they're full of shit. <laughs> of, course, of course it could run a Super Nintendo oh, game. Oh, that is... If it could run a GBA game, it could run a Super Nintendo game. The hardware uh, differences is minuscule. Like in terms of... It, it just depends on whether you're playing it portably or on Yeah, a, I mean, you've got like the FX chip, which is quite hard to emulate. Oh, shit, yeah, 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 of course. Um, so you've got that. Because, like the, for example, the Game Boy Advance couldn't emulate the FX chip in the uh, Super Nintendo cartridges for like Yoshi's Island and Star Fox, for example. But mm. apart from that, I'm I'm pretty sure you could. Of course, that. of course, they could. You can uh, mod a 3DS right now, put a SNES emulator on there, and it works. Like you don't have to. You figured it out. <laughs> and Nintendo didn't. Well done, Bryce. You should you get it. I'm pretty sure everybody figured it out like five, six years ago. But you know. Six, oh, Anyway, um, so it is, it is, yeah, it, it, it's, there's a lot of cool things on the horizons that are on the thought, right? And the rumors that are sort of have come out, does Bruno Mars's gay, sorry, it's f- fucking game grumps joke. I just, all I can think about right now. 
Um, Just thinking of Aaron. You can't keep your mind off of him. The rumor come out. Does Bruno Mars is gay? Yeah. Find out. And then it was like a whole article of broken English about Bruno Mars being gay. <laughs> anyway, um, it's uh, like all those all those prospects are really nice. And, you know, we'll probably see more ports. Probably. Oh, yeah, of course we will. And like, like I said, I don't mind ports. Just give us some new stuff amongst there. I'm wondering if they'll probably do. We just had. We've just got Pac-Man 99, which, by the way, I enjoy far more than Tetris 99. Um, sorry, Tetris fans. I know. I know we've got a few of you in uh, in our little community. I'm, but a, te- I'm a Tetris fan. I, I'm. I'm Tetris. A, I like Tetris too, but I can't. I can't battle royale Tetris. People are too talented. <laughs> yeah, no, it's gone way too far now. Yeah, people yeah. are far too talented in Tetris, and like the the skill difference between Tetris and Pac-Man, like. In Pac-Man, you just kind of got to know where you're going. You don't have to do much else than that. Whereas Tetris is like, you got to do a triple L spin into a flash and then you're going to... And you're like, holy shit. Yeah, I learned what a T-spin is because of Tetris 99. Yeah. I'm like, all right. How the fuck do you yeah. T-spin? And like in the, in the first week, I was getting like third or second. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so close. Then uh, come back to it. It's just, yeah, I'll just get like 80th or whatever. Absolutely <laughs> like, smashed. Just- yeah. <laughs> It's a it's a game of skill. Tetris. Hey, someone someone's got to come in that position. That's right. Yeah, may as well be me. It's a massive it's a massive skill gap in Tetris ninety nine. But anyway, yeah. So like uh, Mario thirty five, like we've had that. That's gone. I didn't even play it to be honest. Mainly because I already played Mario uh, Mario Battle Royale on the internet, and I did play it. All right. Yeah, it was fun. It was it, a lot it of fun. Was, it was fine. Yeah, you know, and that's and that it served the same purpose. I'm kind of like cool. Mm. Yeah. It, it made it a little bit less appealing to pick up as well because you know it's going to go. So mm. like, oh, well, you invest into it, you get good at it, but it's like it's, it's going to be gone. No, yeah, that's right. Then yeah. if you really do, if like, if you're like, this is a great game, but it's gone. <laughs> yeah, and then you're sad, and then <laughs> yeah, yeah, it hurts. But like anyway, uh, that aside, you know, you got Donkey Kong and Zelda and Metroid to think about in all three of those things. Um, <coughs> just uh, just Zelda is going to get an anniversary. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Metroid isn't. I can tell well, you that. Judging judging by what they've said about Donkey Kong and like the rumors surrounded about that, um, that could be plausible. I don't see why that couldn't be. If anybody doesn't know, they they reckon that it's an the Odyssey team working on a two D Donkey Kong game or something. That's plausible. I think that's perfectly plausible, and I think that could happen. Um, Zelda's definitely going to have an anniversary because Zelda is Zelda, and like it is the biggest brother slash competition to Mario in its own platform, um, for its own specific reason. Obviously, Pokemon's in its own league, um, so it doesn't really count. Yeah, hundred percent owned. Nintendo IP. That's right, yeah. yeah. And then Metroid's been ignored for years, so I'm not expecting jack shit. Yeah, and, you know, it sells like shit as well. <laughs> so. oh, the thing is, though, is Metroid could sell like hotcakes if it's done correctly. Oh, yeah, of course. Like, we haven't seen, like, Metroid, Metroid Prime, obviously, one and two. How much, how much did Corruption sell? You keep talking. I'm going to check how much Corruption yeah. sold. Metroid uh, Prime 1 and 2, fantastic fantastic games, obviously on the GameCube, so they're limited in what they could sell to a very niche sort of market. So yeah. there's only like 23 million GameCubes sold worldwide and the Wii for Prime 3 was just a completely kind of wrong market for the for that type of game at the time as well. You got the hardcore Nintendo fans, but apart from that, you don't have any other sort of uh, gamers who are playing on Xbox 360 or that interested in going and playing Metroid Prime. Uh, three who would be playing 
you know, Call of Duty and whatever they're playing at the time, Bioshock and kind of similar type of atmosphere games. But like I could see like with Prime 4, if they pull it off correctly, if they get like, you know, a de- decent reviews, get people in there, like a good multiplayer mode, awesome story mode, I could see it really taking off. I don't know if it would take off like Splatoon t- like type of sales. I don't think so. But I can see it going really well for Nintendo. And if they keep building upon that, it'd be really great. Because we've seen Metroid have absolutely fantastic multiplayer. And it's, a, it's only in the bloody DS game. Yeah. And they can pull it <laughs> off. And it, that's what they need. They need their own like multiplayer first-person shooter. Yeah. Like Splatoon is good. And Splatoon is exactly what it needs to be. And it's popular for a reason. It has competitive multiplayer. And the, the difference between like that and Splatoon as well is like on a... On Hunters on DS, it was character-based. Characters yeah. with different abilities. And it was cool. And look what happened to class-based first-person shooters. Look look how they, they went exploded. huge. Like, it's kind of a, it was kind of a similar thing to Overwatch. Yeah. Obviously, very different game modes and different... Well, yeah. I, I would probably put it more in the camp of... Uh, what's it called? Monday Night Combat. Was it Monday Night Combat? I'd probably put it more in the camp of Monday Night Combat, which was kind of like a niche Xbox Live Arcade game. Yeah, I got no idea um, <laughs> what that is. It, it's um, like it, it was good, and like the thing is, is so was Hunters. Hunters was an awesome multiplayer thing, and we played a heap of it. And like, I feel like they can absolutely do something like that with Metroid 100%, and it would be they could make like a Hunters versus, uh, sorry, a Federation versus. Uh, I, I guess, what are you doing? Space Pirates or something. Uh, multiplayer where you have objective-based game modes and you can, you can sort of run around and do that. Like, I think that would be great. But um, sort of just to, just to like, capitalise on this, since we're still talking about Metroid, I'm going to read the Wikipedia page. Um, so this is its praises plus um, its copies sold worldwide. Um, games radar named Metroid Prime 3 Corruption the 10th best Wii game of all time out of a list of 25 stating that Metroid Prime 3 is the ultimate achievement of the series the formula which has been repeated several times by Corruption has been tweaked and pruned to its most perfect point with some of the best shooting on the system in IGN's best of 2007 rewards Corruption received the awards for best Wii adventure game best artistic design and best overall adventure game GameSpy ranked it as the second best Wii game of the year behind Mario Galaxy and honoured it as the best innovation on the Wii. Australian website MyWii named Prime 3 as the second best Wii game currently available behind Super Mario Galaxy. Despite being released on August 27th, Corruption was the fifth best-selling game of the month with 218,100 copies sold. It also debuted... At the fifth spot of the Japanese charts with 34,000 units in the first week of release, more than 1 million copies of the game were sold in 2007. And as of March 2008, 1.31 million copies of the game were sold worldwide. Which, you know, despite the fact... The Wii was very much an intended purpose for a different audience. And it was the third game in a series that was following a franchise that... Barely anybody played, mm. right, outside. Because they stopped at Super Nintendo for a bit. Didn't touch the 64. Went to the GameCube. GameCube was very niche. Prime 1, Prime 2, very, both very good games. But they didn't get the attention they deserved. 
and then you went on to you know whatever i'm not sure how much trilogy sold and i'm not going to look it up now but um uh, actually no i'll have to i'll have to i'll have to look it up because trilogy would have solved a lot of the problems in missing it's hard too because that was limited yeah it was uh but despite that like that was on the uh wii u eShop as well so it would have sold a fair few copies there because it was only 27 dollars for three games it was really good really good price um metro prime trilogy sales because even if it was limited, it should have still sold a decent amount, right? I never bought a copy. Did you end up buying a copy? No. I've got um, I've got Daniel's copy. He let me borrow it. And <laughs> I never played it. It's just I've still got it. I've had it for like I don't know, ten years. <laughs> had it forever. Metroid Prime, uh, Metroid Prime trilogy uh, sold six hundred and forty-two thousand copies still, which is not bad. Yeah, not too bad, but it's it's not it's not um, you know, up there with other oh, Nintendo shit. franchises. No, you know? but when the fuck has that ever determined anything? When you look at Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing sold really well. It's been that's what I mean. It's it's sold stupidly well before. Okay, there's actually a wiki for video game sales, right? And I'm looking <laughs> at it right now. So Just- I'm going to type in Animal Crossing, right? So. I'll type in Animal Crossing, hit the button. It's going to take me straight there. So right. while we're waiting, what what point are you trying to make? Just, like my my point is to- my point is is that like the Switch, in terms of sales wise, it's jacked everything up in sales. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely without without question. So if you make a quality video game on the Switch, it's going to sell, and they fucking know it. But anyway, just to put this in perspective, right? Uh, Animal Crossing on the Nintendo sixty four sold. Uh, 210 million copies. Was- on, on the GameCube, it sold 2.2 million. Yeah, just remember the 64 was Japan only, so that's why yes. it was yes. so little. Um, Wild World sold 11 million. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. City Folk tanked. It sold 4 million copies. Sold 7 million less than Wild World. That's crazy. Uh, New Leaf sold 12.9 million copies. Animal Crossing um, Happy Home Designer sold 3.4 million. That's not too bad for that game. Amiibo, actually- <laughs> Amiibo Festival sold 490,000. Jesus. Knows how. God knows how. But in comparison to like, if you add up all those numbers, every single one in the Animal Crossing series, you know, you look in and at like maybe 20, uh, yeah, maybe about 28 million across the entire series. New Horizons has sold four million than that. <laughs> so it's just a Switch title. So what is it? What what are the sales at the moment on Wikipedia? Thirty two point six three million, <laughs> and that that one game has outsold the rest of the series combined. And that's how Switch games are. Like they they pop off real hard. They don't they don't stop. They just keep going and they they smash records. Mm. So that's yeah. That's why I feel like Metro Prime Four, especially with like the right marketing, the right type of game, if they make a quality product, it could really take off. And I'm looking forward to. That's kind of just why they need to put Trilogy out on the Switch too, though. They need to really drive this home. I feel. Yeah. Well, I saw a guy on Twitter said it might not happen, so I got really angry at him and <laughs> sent him a very mean DM. You know, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. I'm not faced about that so much. <laughs> no. Nah. They need to, they need to have some sort of a a backlog, which they already have, like on the Wii, 
you know, but the Wii's extinct now and it was a limited run. You can buy it on the Wii U, but the Wii U, soon enough, its its shop will die just as much as anything else has. Um, but uh, even if they do just make a product quality out of four, it should sell. You would think so anyway. There's a lot of people, there's a lot of people, whether it be kids or whatever, that sit out there and they're like, oh, I want a first person shooter. <laughs> Where's my Call of Duty Warzone on my Switch? Well, don't worry, child. You don't need to buy Warzone. Just buy Metro Prime 4. Shoot people in that. Yeah. That just it's gonna make a multiplayer for it. Do you think we'll be seeing anything of Prime for anytime soon? I think we'll get an update eventually because I think that I think it's owed. Yeah, they owe us. Good <laughs> damn it, Nintendo, you owe us. Well, <laughs> they kept because they, they kept they kept they kept hyping it. Like they made a huge hype thing. They're like, oh my god, here comes Metro Prime Four. They're like, ah. <laughs> A few months later, oh, we fucked it. We fucked it. We should have gave it to the developers that developed the first three in the first place. Yeah. Shite. That, that was really weird. It's like, oh, is it, is it being made by Retro? No. It's like, oh, shit, maybe we should have done that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, guys? Because, no offense, no offense to Nintendo's internal development because they do make some pretty good games. Yeah, they make a few. I don't think Metroid is one thing they can go back to and fix themselves. Right. Well, the Prime Trilogy, at least, anyway. Well, not the Trilogy, but the Prime the, Series. The yeah. Prime Series. It, it, it was never theirs to touch, you know? <laughs> like, the, the IP may be theirs, but Prime in general, it's never been handled by them, ever. And um, Retro having the handle of it. And hopefully, like, Retro can sort of bring it back to form. They're a good studio. We all know this. When They've always been a good studio. But just hopefully they can add everything into it that needs to be into it to make yeah. it fantastic. It's been a long time since they've obviously made prime three and like a lot of the people are not there anymore. So no, all the people that they're hiring, we see like a lot of awesome, you know, people from other studios being coming on, whether it's the, the artists from God of war or whatever have you, like, you know, you see a lot of these names coming and up shit and, like that. That excites me. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's, it's mad. Just thinking of the possibilities. I'm just, I, cause it's, it's just such a different type of game as well that we just don't really have on switch. You know, like first person shooter wise, you got you got Apex Legends for free and stuff like that. But you know, it's just kind of not the same as like a an exclusive necessarily where you'll see like the bells and whistles of the Switch shine. Whereas, yeah. Whereas uh, stuff like Apex Legends, it's just like it's ported the Switch. It's obviously going to run worse and look worse. So it's like a it's an experience that isn't quite as good as it would be on another platform. Yeah. But with the exclusive right. sort of. Uh, Monica from Nintendo himself would be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it, but I'm sort of just, it's sort of just in the back of my head. It's sort of just gone. Since since they said, you know what, we're starting again. We're like, all right. You know what? In I the think, back of the head it is until now. I think personally, I think they would have benefited not calling this Metroid Prime 4 and started anew with a new story. I agree. I agree. Because like with three on the Wii, like Metroid Prime 3 corruption and like all the casual people that picked up a Wii, the Wii Sports, they might even have got Mario Galaxy. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll play Mario. I played, you know, Mario Bros. 3 on my NES back in the day when I was a young tacker and I'm just, this is my second video game console since then. So Metroid Prime 3, I haven't played one or two and I can't get one or two at the time, you know, it came out. Yeah, and, I, th- I think it would have. Yeah. And I, I feel the same way. I, I probably, I didn't play one or two. I didn't have a GameCube and I, I didn't, get three i didn't get i was a big nintendo fan and i didn't go and get 
Well, you better crack, Prime. crack out that copy of Dan's Metroid Prime trilogy then, hey. Yeah, set that sensor bar up and just, all right, I'm in it, boys. Oh, I, I know I'll be playing it. I've, I've got it I've got it ready to go and I'm going to play it. Yeah, well, I've got my Wii U. I've, I actually do have my Wii U set up with a sensor bar under the TV, so. Yeah, yeah. Got no excuse apart from. I'm not going to I'm not gonna play 100% stuff. it or anything, but I'm definitely going to play through it. Yeah, I will too. I'm sort of got to. Mm. <laughs> it's one of those games where it's always looming on the background. It's like, you know what? Oh, I need to play this series. And the thing is, is they're really cool games too, because I've like made my way through some of uh, one and some of two, um, yeah. but they were borrowed. So it was not something that like I could just be like, all right, I'm going to hold on to this until I finish it and then I'll get rid of it. It's kind of like if somebody goes, can I have my copy back? I'm like, yes. <laughs> so I got I got through part of one and part of two and um, they like, like cinematography wise and like sort of going through um, the game, like the whole elevator shaft fight with Ridley where you're dropping down an elevator shaft and you're looking at the numbers, you're falling, you're like shit and you got like Ridley flying everywhere around you and you're like trying to shoot him down while you're not before you hit the pit and die. Like stuff like that's awesome. And like, it's, it's definitely, you know, stuff that Metroid does really well. Um, and it's just a shame that like, obviously it doesn't get more attention than what it does. So if, if they'd stopped calling it Metroid prime four and started calling it a new Metroid series, I feel like it would have garnered more, like it, it would garner a lot more attention. Yeah. Um, even if, like, even if they call it Metroid prime, but don't go with the four, you know, I, I, I wouldn't mind like a start again, like, you know, God of War on PlayStation, like yeah. they don't put a number on it. They reboot it. It's in a different, different land, all that type of thing. Or even if they just did like Metroid, like they called it Metroid Prime, they rebooted it and then they just gave more story contextuals. Cause like, I think that's the major problem with Prime is that like, there is a lot of story in the background there. And this is a problem with Hunters that personally you and I have, have which is like a constant repetition of bosses was one of those things even though in the end i didn't really care i just wanted to get through and move on to the next world um but the, the there is a lack of like a lack of in your face story about metroid that can sometimes make it a metroid game beautiful but it can also make it tedious um which is why they tried to do that with other m but they did it really poorly. They made Samus from like this badass bounty hunter to like I'm an angsty teenager. If it were to come from somewhere, Bryce, you got to come from somewhere, man. You got to. I just love how for like for a while there, he had, she had that teammate that became a meme for a while, where he like opens his home. He's like, "Remember me?" No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I didn't play other M. <laughs> No, I did though, and I liked it. It was good. Other end was fun. Mm. Story aside, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the gameplay was pretty good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was a really unique, and you know, unique experiences in Metroid. Like, it was definitely one of the cooler ones. That's another game now where if you actually want to play it, it's like, all right, let's play it. It's like Sideways Wemo. It's like, oh, yeah. they're the games where they're hard to play. Yeah, absolutely. Because like. I, th- I, I, I can't say we'd ever fault the Wiimote. I think the Wiimote was pretty revolutionary. I think it's great. It I, I, I love it. Yeah. Don't know about it on the side though. Yeah. <laughs> but playing a 3D game with the D-pad. I don't know about that. <laughs> it's one. Of, yeah. It's one of those things where it's just like odd controller choices make for terrible gameplay. Why couldn't you use a nunchuck? Because yeah, the way the way the game was designed was that you were supposed to move around in the 3D sections. 
like that and yeah, then yeah. you were supposed to I know you can go to the first person but you had to use tilt controls for some things and then you had to go into first person occasionally and then mm. it was yeah but this this is my point yeah how about it didn't do that yeah I know <laughs> and it gave you the stick I know <laughs> and I agree like I'm, I'm not saying that it's but like I can see where they've designed it and been like yeah 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 for sure this but is necessary could you imagine playing Murray Galaxy with the D-pad oh, with a sideways yeah. Wiimote yeah no I know it's like Jesus. Yeah, I know. I think the control... When I think back to Mario Galaxy, I think that is such understated how that game works so well when you can go upside down with gravity and you have no camera controls whatsoever, but not like not once are you like, oh, shit, where's the camera? Where am I? It's amazing how well designed that camera is. I can't believe oh, it. Oh, it's dead. Dead, dead drop amazing. Yeah, because like some some games where it's just like going from left to right, and you see like, oh, the camera you're trying to swivel it and all that, but that game you're upside down and all that, and it doesn't matter. Oh, like like on that tangent too is like I know that it's just been re-released in the All Stars collection, and like not a lot of people are happy with it. But um, for those for those playing it the first time, like I just want to I just want to state how incredible that game was when it came out. Like, Galaxy was a paragon for the Wii. It proved that you could have an absolutely gorgeous title on the Wii with an orchestral soundtrack, fantastic gameplay and design, um, and just create something that's completely unique, even with what, even though what you're working with is basically the essential, essentially of what would be a Commodore 64 these days. <laughs> You know, just a flattened GameCube, just a flattened cube. Yeah, I love that at E3. It's like this is a revolution. It's not a cube anymore. We flattened it. (laughs) Just throw a tomato at the stage. Where's the handle, Mother (laughs) Three? Because I've been complaining about it for that long. But um, yeah, I like it. Can't be understated how amazing that game was. And like as as it was in the Metroid Prime Three when I was reading that thing before, it was obvious that a lot of people loved it. And the Wii was filled with games with like that. Like two thousand and seven. Holy shit! What a year! Like we we are old men. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just like Metroid Prime Three and Mario Galaxy, let alone like Bioshock and all of the other stuff for other consoles at the time. Yeah, that was a year. Like that was a hell of a year. Like personally, my favorite year was just 2017, just with everything that came out that year. Because it it was just like it just suited me down to a T, just with like the Switch, Gravity Rush Two on PS4. Obviously, Zelda, Mario, everything that came out the year. But, like, that that's it, though, isn't it? It's, like, 2007 was a 2017. Yeah, definitely. Like, definitely. Yeah. We, it, didn't seem, it didn't seem so important at the time, but then getting 2017, like, more recently, you're just like, shit, 2007 was a huge year, wasn't it? Yeah. And it was different, too, because I didn't have an Xbox 360 or yeah. access to a lot of the other games either. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But, yeah. When but you-, you know what that means now, though. What we have to wait for 2027 to get another oh, decent no. year. Oh, it's ports to it's ports on uh, Nintendo oh, consoles no. until then. 2027. We're going to get a port of Breath of the Wild uh, one. It's like oh, just 2025 before we get a, another Zelda game. I'm wondering if they're working on their next console, like their next big idea. Oh, of course they are. Yeah. Like right now, like is that something they're going to be like in two years' time? That's what we're releasing is well, the next big idea. Right now, at the time of recording, I think J- Japan time is like half an hour ahead of us. Yes. 
or three hours or something. So it's pretty much similar time. So they should be in bed at this time. So hopefully not. You know, there's one person still working in the office on his 60th hour that week. Yeah, someone who's very passionate or just forced to work because they're salary men. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah. If I recall, I was like, you will come up with the next great idea and it will be on my desk by the morning. So, oh, shit. <laughs> so right. Shit, man. Shit. Shit, man. But like, that's that's the other thing is like going forward now, we've got all these young heads and stuff like that. Is the face of Nintendo going to change after this? Like. Yeah, well, it's been changing for a while, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's going to be like still family friendly and all that stuff, but are they actually going to put more... <laughs> put more attention to detail in like what they're putting in their hardware specs and you know stuff like that because the thing is is like uh people like uh president furukawa he um he's he's of the younger the younger generation like as opposed to the people who ran nintendo for the last yeah he's he's really young yeah he's, he's like really in, young in his 40s that's exactly right. So compared to someone who's in their fifties or sixties, so he's he's <laughs> kept up with technology like fairly fairly well as time has come along. Because in the time that he's been from his high school days till now, technology has evolved as much as he's been growing. As opposed to like before that, you know, think pre two thousands technology. Like we we made a jump to sixty four bit from you know the sixteen bit sort of era, which was the biggest change. In general, but then there was that sort of blank spot where <laughs> the only thing that really improved was like how architectures sort of fix themselves up. Because these days, like Windows PCs and Mac and like all that uh, phones, they all run off 64-bit architecture. They don't go back to 32-bit architecture anymore. Mm. Um, and, you know, there's always been sort of like a, a dip in and dip out of like... 32-bit and 64-bit, depending on what kind of a computer you buy or whatever. But they're phasing that out now, so it's sort of like pushed on. Um, and technology has just... It has flown to the moon and back. And because of how young he is, he's watched that go. He's probably the type of dude that, if he was into video games, I suppose, for the last 20 years, uh, obviously probably a lot longer than that even, because what it's 2021 now. So he would have been a kid around the time the first... Like the Donkey Kong was coming out, and you know, stuff like that. It, it is it is sort of a case of like he's seen it evolved from the time he was a kid up until now. So he's followed the technology as it's gone up, whereas every other president before had, were already well grown and they were, yeah, yeah. And so it's just a, it's a really different time for Nintendo as well. Just with like with the Wii, they got their ass like handed to them with the GameCube. So they're like, all right, we're not going to beat you on your technology. Like the PS3, the Xbox 360, we're not going to fight you there. We are going to make, we're going to beat you on price and we're going to beat you on innovation. And they did and it worked. Um, but now they're in in the, I guess, really like not no bullshit about it. They're in the tablet space. They, they are catering to gamers who want to put something in their pocket, have a really good game experience. Yeah. And um, a lot of that is just selling it to kids who want something to play Fortnite on or Rocket League on or some of these free-to-play games and they do they can't fall too behind of what these other devices are doing at the same time. Yeah. And I I mean this is perfectly plausible, right? But like jacking up to the uh, the Switch's price like coming up to where they were at the time. It it was very similar cost to PS PS4 and Xbox 1. 
you know. And mm. then as as Switch got a couple years in it, they were even cheaper, and they were putting out more power, more whatever. Um, at a baseline, sure, they're not like tablets, which you know means that the hardware is not as intricate or whatever, and that sort of makes sense. But like going forward in the future, I think both you and I at least are very clear in that this is this is what they need to do now. This is kind of what they've built for themselves. The Switch is obviously very successful. It's a market that the other two are not going to compete in unless it's like smart glass or um, I guess remote play. Um, but they're not going to do it as well as Nintendo does it, at least for the time being, you know, until you get one-to-one gameplay on that, which is going to be extremely difficult. Mm. Um, they're never going to beat Nintendo in it. Well, so they, I think yeah. they need to ride it for the next iteration probably. Yeah. The, the other guys are never going to make a handheld. E- e- even Sony, like with the Vita, it was a great device. I think it was fantastic. They just did not have the first party resources to put into it. No. And their their franchises just did not work on a handheld, really. Like you had um, Killzone. I think they did a great Killzone game. Uncharted. Uncharted. But it's just a lot of people are just like, why would I want to play that on a tiny handheld? And me, myself, I'm like, yeah, I'd like to play it on the handheld. That seems like fun, especially in 2012. That was a really, really nice novelty to play that type of stuff on there. But um, just... Just were, having it locked to that small screen, but the, I guess the switch, you know, you can have those experiences. Ben, Ben, also just lock it in, in which yeah. makes it a bit easier. Which is exactly what they can keep doing, but mm. they just need to put more mind and focus. Like they could keep around about the same graphics they've got now for the next generation going in, and I don't think it'd matter too much. But that performance would need to, like, all the way up. Yeah, definitely. Like, I think uh, the the performance definitely needs to um, improve. Probably sooner than later. Yeah, I think like Age of Calamity and that. That's like, all right, we need something a bit stronger to play this. That's I don't, right. I don't think there's any ifs, ifs or buts about it. Well, it's just this. It's under thirty frames. It, it makes it sort of jittery and kind yeah. of look look less worse. Yeah, dead on. Less worse. <laughs> it makes less it look worse. worse. Yeah. Less worse. Um, yeah. But like thinking of it from that perspective too, like both you and I have next generation. Right. We do. We've we, been we've been some of the lucky people that have managed to get our hands on them early. You've got three next generation consoles. I've got one, uh, but I have the 4K TV. So <laughs> I, I win. Anyway, no, my point, my point with that is, is that I went and bought the 4K TV and I got the Xbox. I'm like, right, I really want to see what I'm facing with here and what next generation's about. And just games are so buttery now. Yep. They're absolutely delicious. Like even COD, like never seen a problem. Well, yes, there was problems with COD's in COD in general, but playing that game at like, Freaking 60 frames per second locked at 4K with ray tracing and all that. It's all beautiful and it runs buttery smooth as hell. And that's what they're targeting now. They're not targeting graphical fidelity so much anymore. They're targeting performance. Yeah, because for the most part, like... You can't go much further. Yeah, when when we're playing on PS5 and that, like, you're like, oh, no, that looks pretty good on PS4 Pro and they look pretty great on PS5 as well. But now it's just like making them really stable and... Because, like, even like, even like this iPad we're looking at now, you can play Fortnite on it at, well, Fortnite when, <laughs> when the Apple and uh, Epic uh, sort of a legal case gets settled and maybe if it comes back. But when you could play Fortnite on an iPad Pro, it was at 120 frames, all that nice stuff on a, on a tablet with control support. So, like, you know, obviously this iPad is a lot more than a Switch. It's double the price of the Switch. But, you know, that is the type of... Uh, 
competition to something. But I know I know a lot of people aren't going to be like, am I getting a Switch or an iPad? Definitely not. But, you know, if, it, if someone's already got an iPad and the kid's happy playing their games on it, they're not going to be asking for a Switch. No. That's just the... Performance, yeah. performance needs to improve. It is it is the generation of performance. Yeah, and I, I've never been like a, a frame counter or anything like that. I've never been. Not until now. Yeah, it's sort of just been something, especially like on Xbox or whatever, you just open up a game, it boots right up and um, you can rely on that frame rate to be be there and I don't I don't need it to be at, uh, you know, 120 or anything like that. That's, 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 uh, that's pushing it to where it's going to be... Um, making everything else go down quite a bit. But yeah. I think just locking it at 60, keeping it nice and fresh, yeah, be good. And I mean, that's what that's what I'm trying to say is not until now have I really cared about that either, but this generation is really? about... Yeah. yeah. Except for like maybe your shooters. That's probably... Yeah, that's, that is important. I, like with Final Fantasy 14, even that I was talking about earlier, for years I played that at like anywhere from between 20, 25 and 30 FPS. Oof. Oh, right? 30, that's right. <laughs> you know, and like I dealt with it because yeah. I'm like it's fine. I don't care. I enjoy the game. But these days, it's it's not about graph. It's not so much about graphical fidelity anymore. They like to make it make it like it's a big deal. Like oh, ray tracing and how ray tracing makes everything look. But ray tracing affects your lights. It doesn't affect like everything else that's sort of going on around them. Lights make thing things look prettier by default. If you open a game from 2012 and use reshade to put extra lights on it it looks prettier right yeah you don't have to have fucking ray tracing to prove that you can already do that mm. so they make a big deal about ray tracing and all that improve improving graphical fidelity but the at the end of the day it's just extra lighting and there's no more going else behind that what it is is making sure that that extra lighting doesn't impede your gameplay which is why it's the generation of performance and that is exactly why Nintendo uh, really need to move into that space at this point because it's the generation of performance. They don't need to improve the graphics anymore if they don't want to because people aren't necessarily looking for that anymore. Most of their targets is in performance. Yeah. I know we're going to... I know there's going to be some people out there being like, you know what, I'm happy with my Switch. I do not give a shit. I'm not that type of uh, graphics person, performance person because... You know, the last 10 years of Nintendo marketing has made us that way at some point. I, I remember those arguments in the schoolyard being like, you know, PS3, I know you've got your your HD graphics and all this type of stuff, but it's all about the gameplay. <laughs> do, you, do you remember those conversations, Bryce? Absolutely. It's about the gameplay. It's like, God forbid there's a, God forbid, you know, PlayStation have good gameplay. Like, oh, they don't have that. They've only got graphics. Of course they had good gameplay. Yeah. <laughs> of course, yeah. But so, the, so God of War, so, oh, that plays awful. It's <laughs> one of the best action games out there, but no, it's about the gameplay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, you know, past past to those days where performance performance was sort of just like a non-issue for most people, it's it's what gaming's moving towards now, mm. and, it, and it kind of has to. Yep. We know that um, Snobbery that started off in like, you know, the, the high-end PC market has come down to, say, like, you know, the Xbox Series X, the PS4, Probably not the PS4 Pro, but with the now the PS5 and the Xbox Series X, and it's it's even seeping into the Nintendo community. You know, it's all like, we want performance. God damn it! Yeah, because that's the next step. <laughs> I can imagine Farakawa just in his uh, you know, the, his office at the very top of Nintendo HQ, being like, "Oh my god, they're here! They 
they want performance. <laughs> they want performance. Oh, God, no. He's, he's going to have to put in some more expensive parts and not make as much on each console. God damn it. What are you kidding? He's probably got the next Switch in there, or at least the one. He's, he's probably got the Switch that's beyond the Switch Pro. <laughs> yeah. That's got like 4K, true 8K, uh, uh, true 8K OLED lighting and... You know, uh, fucking uh, 752 gig of RAM and <laughs> inbuilt with a eight terabyte hard drive or flash drive, you know, things that are like not even potentially possible possible yeah. yet, you know. And he's, he's probably just living it up being like, ah, yes, I love playing my Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 8K that has the graphics on the, on the same parity level as like uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising on a xbox series x or ps5 at like true 4k 120 fps oh you know like it's probably good it's, it's probably just a console with a screen and all it is is a window which you step into then you're in that world that's exactly right that, yeah. that's what he has you know what nintendo will be the first company to do that <laughs> you reckon <laughs> absolutely they'll what, be the first company to do that what their foray into vr was literally cardboard so you reckon they're going to be the first company to actually yeah shit yeah like have some like because they're going to rift they're, to their they're, games they're going to run out of a unique experience lately like eventually rather uh they're going to run out of them eventually and they're going to have to be like you are the game so <laughs> we've given you the wiimote before Hey, look, we've already had that marketing spiel to us before with Xbox Connect. You are the controller. Yeah, but, you know, that was a shit marketing spiel because they already tried to do that with the iToy. I remember my dad, he loved the iToy. <laughs> he, went, he went over to the um, family friends and was like, oh, I was playing the iToy. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah, I'm dead. I'm playing <laughs> pop, pop the bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> look at me, I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> Is it, you're a dad. Do you say that? Look at me. I'm dad. <laughs> I'm a dad. No, see, what we do is we look for the alpha dad and we like pretend to be them. <laughs> so it's just like if I was if if uh, I was playing a game, like, oh, I'm a bit like you. Look at this phone. <laughs> you're just mocking the alpha dad in the room. <laughs> yeah. So does that mean I have to mock you? Because we're, we're the only two guys in the room. You're the only dad. Yeah. You're obviously the alpha male. You're yeah. the, oh, look at me. I'm Bryce to it. Yeah, look at me. I'm Bryce. I'm on a podcast. I'm talking about uh, performance. Huh? I'm popping bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. I think it's probably about time we stop spieling. Yeah. Well, that was fun. I, was, I, I enjoyed our little spiel there. E3 conversations are always fun. They are fun. Yeah. It's an yeah. exciting time Especially of year. Especially when they go off in tangents. It's an exciting time of year, especially since we didn't get it last year. No. Last yeah. year, like the announcements for all companies was just drawn out so long. And I enjoy just sitting down and be like, all right, even I'm even interested what EA is doing, you know, what Ubisoft doing, uh, yeah, is I doing. Yeah, I don't know about EA, but yeah. Look, I, I, was it 2019? I woke up at four o'clock or three o'clock, whatever it was, for EA's conference. and You got I'm, guts, kid. <laughs> yeah, I definitely did. And I watched it. I'm like, that's what I expected. But E3, get hyped, son. Mm. And they did some announcement about. Just Some two Sims 4 update and I don't Sims know. Sims 4. I don't know what the fuck I'm not about. Uh, I just hate that it's on a public holiday weekend for here this weekend. Uh, this this year, rather. Mm. Does that make it better though? Not really. So no. when we got the time off. Is it over the weekend? I've got no idea. We'll, we'll figure it out in another episode anyway. Yeah. When all that stuff's happening. But um, yeah. It's yeah. going to make it harder for me, I know. I could tell now. Do you have plans for that weekend? No. Way of the family? Or? I, had, I had Beachport asking me to come back. for. She's like, what? They're like, what can you work on the public holiday weekend? I'm like, I don't fucking know. 
I'm like, yeah, they they asked me to. I'm like, oh, it's my birthday that weekend too. I'd rather just. I'd rather. I, just I don't watch. think I, I don't think I even replied. Um, <laughs> you let <letting> now. <laughs> no, because I was in Ballarat at the time. I'm like, look, I'll get back to you when I get back home. Like, yeah, but you didn't, did you? You lied. I did. I got back to them about when I'm when I'm one when I'm available to work week by week, but I never said anything about the public holiday weekend. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, I've got a I've got a primary job there now that like will probably want me. So I'm kind of like, well, yeah, they they will. I, lo- I love Beachport. I, I do, but yeah, I'm starting to get tired of having two jobs. <laughs> Speaking of which, we just got a message in our group chat. Someone wants to swap a Sunday shift. Uh, I'm good. What, what, what's what's who wants to swap the shift? Oh well, I know. I'm not going to say on the podcast, but it's HS. HS. Gonna swap. You're gonna swap for that shift, bros. Nah. nah, I haven't even got shifts yet. Are you going back in June? Look, pro- probably not, man. Because um, just still flat out in the farm. July still flat out in the farm. August got a honeymoon um, planned. September see it work ever again. Probably not. So. Play the violin. So it might be a while before I do hospitality again. Maybe might do the odd shift here and there. I'm not not quite sure. I'm, a, I'm only. I, I said to them, I'm only going to go back for one shift a week. I don't. I can't, I can't do that. And by the sounds of it, like they're 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 ready to like slam me all weekend. I can't do that anymore. I'll slam you all weekend. You know what I mean? <laughs> after after my mental state last year, like I just, can't bring myself to do it again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, fair enough. It's uh, got difficult working two hospitality jobs. You just get so sick of people. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not even that. It's just you need time to yourself. Like like I said the other at the start of the podcast, when I came came home, I'm like, oh, just. Just over it. I just sat down on my switch and I'm like, oh, just I just wanted freaking Mario. I wanted something happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. When I got <laughs> off work today, it. I sat in the Woolworths parking lot for 45 minutes before I actually did anything because I went to go do the shopping. I literally sat in the car, parked at Woolworths. I'm like, I'm just going to sit here. Yeah. Just, you know, just debrief, debrief, yeah. sort of, you know, think about things, work through it. Yeah. Get some peace and quiet. I get it, man. I think a lot of people get that as well. Yeah, yeah. It's not. I, I don't. I don't think it's a problem unique to me. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Trust me. I yeah, that, that is just how it is, man. And it's 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 sort of important to look after your mental health. And I'm starting to realise now that like running between two hospitality jobs because I don't even really want to work hospitality anyway anymore. Especially two of them, man. Especially, Especially two, of two of them. Yeah. yeah. Like well, I want to go back and help them. I really do. But I'm just so sick of working yeah. hospitality. Like yeah. Our, our our job at Beachport is one of the best uh, best places you can work. Just that the bosses oh, yeah. are so friendly, the staff are just awesome. Get yeah. along with them so well. It's just when you're doubling up, it's it's, it's hard. It's hard, yeah, yeah. If I, if I could have a permanent position there and I could work like such such amount of time a week, I'd be fine. Yeah, definitely. But not, a- neither of my jobs offer permanent positions, so yeah, I don't really get that option. Yeah. That's no, definitely something I've been thinking a lot about this year, just trying to really like monitor my mental health, just being like, all right, you know, this is getting a bit too much. I'm feeling this way. I need to do this or try and get this organized so then I can have some time there or mm. whatever have you. I think it's really important to try and monitor that because- Yeah, you a, have to. Like a few years ago, I was like, fuck, I was in a bad spot because I was just sharing, you know, hated sharing. I was working at the pub. You know, that's that's time I don't have towards things I like doing or spending time with my yeah. partner or friends or whatever. So, yeah, no, it does get hard. And I think that's uh, something uh, all of us put up with every yeah. now and again. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah. We should probably stop hearing our grievances on the podcast. No, 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 that's all right. 
You know? <laughs> so, so, so we're very honest here, Bryce. Very yeah, honest. I know. Very honest. I'm aware of that. Anyway, well, a lot of them, people might not even be listening at this point. It doesn't matter. Yeah, who knows? Well, um, I was listening. I was listening to another podcast. I actually do a hashtag at the end of theirs. See if people uh, listen all the way. So hashtag Bryce's bouncy gullet. Bryce's bouncy gullet. How do you spell that? I was going to say Bryce's bouncy balls, but <laughs> how, do, how, a bit do you, much. how do you say that, Drew? Bryce's bouncy gullet. How do you spell it, Drew? B R Y C E S B U N C E Y G U L L E T. There you go. Bryce's bouncy gullet. Bryce's bouncy gullet. <laughs> anyway. We've Hashtag definitely lost that. it. We've definitely lost everyone on it now anyway. <laughs> but for those who haven't, thank you very much for listening to the House of Murray episode 189. If you enjoy the show, you can leave us a review. You can follow us on Twitter. Right? Who gives a shit? You listen this long. You probably figured that out. Um, yeah, really, really a thrown together episode this week, Bryce. But that's okay. But that's okay. That's all right. We'll be back next week stronger than ever, won't we, Bryce? That we will. That we will. And until then... The doors to the House of Mario are closed. We'll catch you later. Bye.